Welcome to another episode of the I Thrive Podcast, and I'm your host, Trevor Woodward. Look, this podcast is all about having conversations that, well, do just as the name suggests, help you thrive. We look at building successful habits, breaking down destructive habits, accomplishing your goals, moving around obstacles, and ultimately getting out of your own way. Thanks for tuning in for another amazing Today, we're peeling back the curtains a little bit and talking about how I think about nutrition. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, folks? Hey, thanks for joining. Um, So if you've been with us for previous episodes, then you know that typically we've been a little bit down in the weeds talking about uh, maybe some higher level uh, ideas, maybe hypothetical or more nebulous concepts, right? Talking about mindset or mastering your emotions or self-sabotage or, uh, you know, we've been going into the mind, into the the emotions and talking about um, how do we accomplish our goals and how do we get out of our own way when it comes to building really strong habits? Um, and I've really kind of made it my challenge to take some higher level concepts um, and make them somewhat applicable or make them uh, really tactile and uh, just easy to implement into your everyday life. Um, but where I want to go today is a little back to the roots, I think, of health, uh, which is just nutrition. And so that, that's what I want to talk about today is how I think about nutrition. Um, obviously, I do think mindset is everything and honestly determines whether we stick to the process or not long term. Uh, but I will admit that it does work best when we have a strong foundation of knowledge to build on. So let's talk about that. Um, I, I really think there are three factors that make up uh, really a strong lifestyle when it comes to nutrition. Um, and these are also the factors that I think um, any type of diet you're going to do uh, will tug on to help you achieve your goals um, and optimize your nutrition. And so uh, w- when I say diet, I'm, I'm talking about things you do for a shorter period of time, maybe for a uh, weight loss goal or an appearance goal. So I'm talking about, uh, you know, it, it, this is not an exhaustive list, but this could be just some hot topics like keto, uh, intermittent fasting, uh, vegan, the zone diet, paleo, uh, counting your macros, counting calories, whatever it is. I think different diets tug on different things, but they tug all on three of the same factors. And so I'm going to talk about those three factors. And the reason is that I think diets are really hard to stick to long term. Like, I think we all have that experience where, um, you know, we say, yes, I'm going to do this for six weeks, uh, whatever it is. Let's say keto, because that's one that I did and got slapped in the face by it. <laughs> it did not work well for me, right? But but I think we have this, you know, exciting period, maybe the first week where we're like, yes, I cannot wait. I'm going to do keto. And then all of a sudden, two weeks into it, uh, it doesn't work for you or it's too strict or maybe you're too busy to meal prep and it's it's not flexible enough to fit in with your daily lifestyle. And then we end up falling off the bandwagon entirely and making really poor food choices because we only knew what good decisions looked like within the framework of that diet. Obviously, everyone doesn't have that problem, um, but I know for me that's been part of my struggle. Um, 
And so really these factors, I think, are how do you take the good things of the diet and then make it uh, flexible and appropriate for you in your everyday life so that you can achieve the goals that you want around your body, whether it's looking good, um, whether it's having a slimmer waist, um, or uh, you just feeling better, right? You name it. So what are these three factors? Well, I think the first one, and it may seem obvious, is quantity. And typically when we talk about quantity, we talk about calories, right? Calories in versus calories out. How many calories are we eating in a day? How many calories are we burning through exercise in a day? Um, and we have all sorts of different tools to use to track this. We have apps, we have um, Fits, Fitbits, Fitbits, <laughs> nice, uh, Fitbits, uh, Whoop watches. We have all different types of tools that we use to track calories, right? Uh, but typically we're talking about it from the perspective of limiting the number of calories we're taking in. Um, or perhaps you're a little more dialed in, maybe you're a, an athlete, whether in high school or college, or whether you're trying to build a really nice physique, you're into the bodybuilding scene. Maybe what you talk about is macros. Uh, you have three macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbohydrates, and maybe you have specific targets that you're trying to hit. Um, regardless of whatever you're talking about when it's quantity, typically diets are restrictive. We're talking about deprivation. At least it's a spirit of de deprivation. We're addressing uh, the topic of quantity by talking about the things that we're not allowed to have. For instance, keto, uh, you're limiting your carbs fasting. You're not eating during certain times of the day. It's going to be really hard to, to overeat if you're only eating for eight to 10 hours every single day. Uh, or vegan. Uh, you're, you can't have any type of animal product. So you're going to be eating mostly plants <laughs> if you do it right. Uh, the zone. You can't eat foods outside of a certain ratio of macronutrients. Or paleo. You can't eat anything not of a certain time period. And, and I can keep going on, but the idea is when we talk about uh, quantity as it relates to most diets, we're talking about um, exclusivity. Right here, are all the things that you can't have, or here, if you do have these, you can only have them in small quantities. And so, all of these are, are, are really appropriate diets, and they all work. So, I'm not questioning the validity of the protocol. What I'm more interested in is in making these diets more sustainable long term. So, I think. What's helpful, um, at least this has been for helpful for me and a lot of my clients, is when we talk about quantity, we shift the conversation to be more inclusive rather than exclusive. Uh, in essence, we're focusing on what we get to eat. Uh, and this isn't just a mental shift. We actually put this into practice. Um, and so if you're struggling to stick to a diet and you find yourself really, really confused, I would say just start there. Focus on what you do get to eat and eat until you're full. Now, I'm going to touch on that uh, in a second and tell you what that means. Um, and the next factor is really going to kind of address what we should be eating, right? So if we're, if we're having an inclusive view of food, then obviously we need something that addresses what do we eat versus what do we not eat. Um, but I think the interesting thing is, is there are certain types of foods that we should be making sure we are getting at least a certain amount of, right? So... Instead of a diet where you're saying, oh, I can only have 600 calories in this meal. I'm saying scratch that. Scratch the calories, scratch the macros. Let's focus on certain foods that you want to make sure you have a ton of. All right? Forget, forget whatever calorie count or, or macro or whatever it is for your body. Let's make sure you're at minimum getting, getting these foods. 
And then anything after that is all bonus. And if you're still hungry, sure, have the donut. But what's probably going to happen is you're not really all that hungry for the donut or you're not going to have room for the suboptimal foods if we're making sure that we're getting a certain quantity, um, a minimum quantity of these foods. So in a second, let's talk about what these foods actually are. But uh, I'm going to come back to that topic of fullness like I mentioned. So what am I talking about when I say eat until you're full? Okay, what I'm not talking about is eating until you're stuffed uh, like we do on Thanksgiving, right? We think that's fun until we feel like we're about to pop and barely have enough energy to make it to the couch for our nap. That's no fun, uh, and it's not sustainable. So maybe for the one or two times a year that you do that, fine, whatever. Uh, but when I talk about eating until you're full, I'm talking about eat until you're about 80%. Like if you view your stomach uh, view your body uh, like the tank on your car, like the gas tank on your car. I want you to go until you see that meter hit about 80%. That leaves us feeling satisfied, but we're not overly stuffed. And the key is that we have energy to keep going with the rest of our day. We're not so full that we're uncomfortable and feel bloated and pushing out of our pants or absolutely have to go take that nap. We eat the foods and we eat the amount of foods that give us energy. Okay, so those are the two shifts when it comes to quantity. I want you to focus on inclusivity. And then the second thing is 80% fullness. Those are our two checks. Those are our two checks, okay? So quality. All right, so once we've shifted our thought pattern from a deprivation perspective into inclusivity, what are the types of foods we should be including? And I'll I have to admit, the way I think about this is super, super simple. Uh, and I think that's good for a lot of different reasons. I think the biggest reason is that it allows us to stick with a framework long term and be flexible with our approach. So uh, maybe you've heard some of these mantras or, you know, I, I guess they are quotes, but they're, they're, they're mainly uh, loose frameworks to stick to. Uh, to accomplish most of our goals long term. If you're a professional athlete, if you're someone who's super dialed in and is trying to get every striation on your abs, okay, maybe you need to be a little more dialed in. But for the general public who's just trying to look good, feel good, and feel very comfortable in their body, live a long time, have high energy, this is what is helpful to think about. So Greg Glassman, the uh, founder of uh, the founder and CEO of CrossFit. Um, says it very simply, meat, veggies, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. That's it. That's his whole, that is his, his whole idea of, of food. Now he goes and dives in a little bit deeper, but just let's stay high level right now. Meat, veggies, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. I've also heard it put even more simply. Real food, mostly plants, not too much. All right, what are both of these mantras getting at? It's that whole foods are better than processed foods by a long shot. So if we pair this with the quantity conversation, so if we pair the quantity and the quality, um, I'm talking about vegetables, fruits, and lean meats. Those are the three things I want you to be thinking about every single meal. How do I get a lot of these? Okay, and, and, and the reason being is that all of these have macro, micronutrients and phytochemicals uh, and other things that make them very nutrient dense, meaning they're jam packed with a lot of nutritional goodies for us. And the best case scenario is that our diet is filled with enough lean meats and proteins to support muscle growth, and then all the veggies, nuts, seeds, and fruit that you want to keep you full. 
Okay, after that, if you can't live without your Starbucks coffee that's got like 15 shots of vanilla, whatever it is you want, have that. But I want you to focus on getting the meat and the veggies first. And again, it's an inclusivity versus deprivation. And you're probably going to find that over time you're either too full or you just don't want the sugary or the processed foods. Um, Why am I advocating against processed foods? And I think in the circles that I run in, this um, is more common knowledge, but, and so forgive me, I, I'm not insulting your intelligence if this is something you already know, but I'm, but I'm actually shocked by the number of people that I run into that um, are fooled by food manufacturers. Um, so food manufacturers typically take something out of their food and replace it with sugar. So if you've ever walked the aisles and seen uh, fat-free or uh, low-carb or sugar-free, um, or if it's, uh, if it's modified in some way. Typically what they're doing is they're pulling something out and then they're replacing it with sugar or a sugar substitute, which still impacts your blood sugar. Um, this is not good for us at all, right? So uh, if like a, a perfect example is the Light and Fit uh, Yoplait uh, yogurt, right? So it's, it's a low fat yogurt. But if you go look at it, it's got like 17 grams of sugar for like the tiniest little amount of yogurt, right? And so if you take one thing out, food manufacturers are putting something else back in. So they're not dumb. Like these food manufacturers are are really smart and they know that we're going to see something and there's going to be trigger words that make us think that we're eating healthy. So we go to the grocery store and we think we're making a good decision and we're loading our bodies up with sugar or some sort of sugar substitute. Um... And it is virtually impossible to achieve the goals we want when we're loading our bodies up with sugar. There are some names that they use to disguise sugar. Some uh, some of them we know, like fructose, corn syrup. Those are two of the most common. Uh, But there's also some other sneakier names that are kind of coming on the scene, like brown rice syrup. All that means is sugar. Agave. Uh, that scene is a healthier form of sugar, and it may be, but at the end of the day, it is still sugar. Honey, monk fruit, uh, cassava, I believe, is one. That's just the, the the sugary substance of the fruit taken out and put into uh, foods. Um, I've even seen uh, on the back of some foods, manufacturers put organic cane sugar as if that means something other than just sugar. But at the end of the day, it is just sugar. So don't be fooled by food manufacturers. Okay, so those are the first two factors that I think about. Uh, Again, quantity um, and and shifting the conversation to inclusivity, making sure we're getting enough of certain things. And then quality, that addresses the question of what are those things we should be having? And again, it's meat, veggies, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, essentially eat real foods and mostly plants. Uh, Okay, so this third thing, which I think is the key to it all, and it is longevity. Uh, Ideally, we would all start with the end in mind and have a long-term perspective on health, Uh, but there's so much noise in the industry that it really is hard to do that. We go on Instagram, we go on Facebook, we um, go to our gym or wherever we go and we see the six-week summer shred program that gets you beach ready in the shortest amount of time possible. Or, uh, you know, I I can, (laughs) there's so many different names that people have. Um, if you want to do that, great, do that. But don't do it at the expense of developing really good long-term sustainable habits. 
And again, it's usually because these programs are built on the idea of deprivation to get you into a shirt, uh, a, a certain shape or a certain size or a certain level of fitness in the near term. That's awesome. Okay. But we need to develop some better habits to make it stick long term. So, um, Ideally, we need to be flexible with our approach over time and listen to what our bodies are saying. And these two go hand in hand. Our bodies change over time. What works in your 20s might not work in your 30s. Um, It might even change year to year depending on what the rest of your lifestyle looks like. I'll give you an example. One of my friends has a five-month-old, and her diet now looks uh, very different than it did two years ago. Uh, And it's not, it wasn't a function of age, it was just a function of having a kid. And it's because now she's having to feed too. And she has to make sure that her milk is uh, nutrient rich. (laughs) Maybe that's TMI, but hello, we went there. So the idea is that our bodies change over time. What's healthy for you in one setting might not be healthy for you in another setting. It also changes person to person. My wife did keto and saw amazing results on keto. I did it and it was awful. I felt like a fat slug uh, and it was not good for me. Maybe you're someone who is better on higher carb. Maybe you, uh, certainly if you're training high intensity a lot, maybe you need grains and and oats and, and, and other things in your diet for that quick energy. Or maybe you work best on higher fats or certain types of proteins or maybe you have, maybe you're gluten free or whatever it is. We all define these things as healthy but it's up to your body and, and, to, and for you to figure out what your body needs uh, to really dial in on what is healthy for you. This requires us being aware of what our body is telling us because it will tell us, uh, which requires slowing down, taking inventory, and then trusting yourself with what those subtle nuances are. Uh, I think it requires us being less strict with ourselves. Um, and the reason being is we get burnt out at the idea of never having ice cream. Um, once you are in a state where you can maintain and you're happy with the way that you feel, happy with the way that you look, uh, if that's one of your goals, have the ice cream. Okay, make it small quantities, do it maybe once a week, at once every other week. Um, but don't fall into ultimatums. Okay, so we want to have the idea that we're going to be kicking it when we're 90. Right, so focus on longevity. That's it. I told you guys it was super simple. Uh, and super quick as well. How I think about nutrition, quantity, quality, and longevity. If you find yourself in one of these diets, whether you're doing keto, intermittent fasting, something else entirely, likely it's addressing one of these factors. So while you're on it, great, be on it. But when you get off of it and when you start kind of living into your normal everyday lifestyle, I want you to be thinking about what are the, what are the, the goodies that you can pull from different diets and uh, implement it into your lifestyle. I could really overwhelm you guys with a lot of information, but I really want to try to keep this simple. So that's it. Quantity, quality, and longevity. Hope this was helpful for you guys and that you enjoyed it. We'll see you here next time. Hey gang, thanks for tuning in. If you got any value out of this at all, please feel free to share this with friends or family or anyone you think might be interested in getting a window into this conversation. Also, if you're interested in one-on-one health coaching, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on social at Coach Trevor Woodward, or you can head to my website at ithrivecast.com. Go online, see what we've got going on. 
and I look forward to seeing you back next time.